Welcome back to today's episode of Deeper Life. Listen and be blessed. Mother, have your way this evening, Lord. There is none like you in all the earth. Our great Redeemer, one who sanctifies us. We thank you tonight that, Lord, we can boldly come to your throne of grace because of who you are. We thank you that, Lord, you're an unfailing God. You're an unchanging God. You're an all-powerful God. King eternal, immortal, invisible. The only wise God. And Lord, this evening we bless your name because of who you are. We just bow before you, Lord. Hallelujah. We bow before you. We thank you this evening that, Lord, in you is life, an abundant life. And thank you that, Lord, we live and move and have our being in you. We thank you that, Lord, in you, every answer to our life belongs. We thank you that when we understand who you are, who you are, our life is so different, Lord. Our life changes in... Um, um, we read in your word in Isaiah 43 and um, let me just read to you scripture that I've been um, uh, meditating upon for some time now. Um, the Bible says in verse 10, God says, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. You know, beautifully, uh, you know, God is speaking about something so vital for the nation of Israel, for people. Uh, one of the biggest challenges um, that Israel always had was Israel did not did not really understand who God was. Israel could not see um, God for who he was. Israel saw his power. Israel saw his, uh, his ability to do things. That's why, you know, David also got an understanding of that when he said in Psalm 103 and verse 7, he says, uh, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Meaning, you know, the children of Israel saw the acts of God. You know, they saw the acts of God. But Moses knew his ways. And the reason Moses knew his ways was because Moses had a very intimate walk with God. And here in Isaiah 43, God is saying, you know, uh, I want you to know, to know me, uh, to believe me, and to understand me. Three vital things uh, that are needed for us. You know, that's that was his heart for Israel. He wanted Israel to um, know him, believe him, and understand him because when we when we believe him know him and then understand him then we see god you know in a in an amazing way we see him first as an eternal god you know he has no beginning he has no end um his word stands heaven and earth will pass away but his word uh, will never pass away and uh, you know god is self existent 
meaning that uh, you know god exists in and from himself um he is the reason for his own existence he does not owe his existence uh, to any other he does not depend on anyone or anything to sustain his existence um he is the i am the self existent one god is the source of all life he is independent of all outside of himself uh interestingly you know we know uh that even um while he was on the boat and and the boat was uh, you know the 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 disciples were afraid of the storm and everything um whatever was on the outside you know um uh the storm the 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 natural uh, difficult surroundings that impacted uh, their emotions their feelings caused them to fear uh, caused them to uh, you know uh, you know they were uh, they were afraid of death there were so many things on that boat uh, but you see when jesus got up when when they woke up jesus uh, he said where is your faith and you know he he uh, just could not understand Uh, why uh, they were so perturbed why they were so afraid and then he come the storm because um whatever was in the natural whatever that all the disciples in the boat saw whatever they experienced um you know did not um affect jesus the way it affected them so uh, why because Jesus is a uh, was is self-existent his his existence uh, you know the existence of Jesus is not dependent on a storm or a boat uh, you know physically being tossed around or uh, you know all of the challenges and and that's something important for us to understand because sometimes you know when we are put in a corner in our lives when the pressures of life begin to push us you know we uh we are cornered we feel cornered we feel pressed in our mind we feel pressured in our soul we feel that we need a door out of where we are and uh, if if nobody can help us if we can't help ourselves then we even come to that point where we need some doctor or someone to you know even to uh, to do to do something to you or to give you some medicine or something to 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 let the stress out of you because you 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 are so affected by the circumstance i don't know why i feel it so strongly tonight to say that i was in another meeting and i also shared about it uh, but uh, you know i just want to say that to you that when you know god as a self existent god then you see that he has the power to break free of what whatever he wants to do through your life amen so that's that's something very important for us to know that in the midst of everything that we are walking through that god wants to bring us through something but tonight that's not what i'm going to share uh, but it's just something that i want to say to you you know when you are in a corner and you 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 come to that point where you are you know you you feel emotionally mentally physically you're being broken then i want you to understand tonight there are two ways out one is to run to god or to find another solution to help you out and i want to tell you today the god that lives inside of you is a self sufficient god 
Are you with me? Self-sufficient God. That's why Jesus said, is there anything too hard for me? Anything. So tonight I want you to know you can experience the greatest of miracles in your life because you know that the God who lives inside of you is self-sufficient. Let me just say, read this one more time. God is self-sufficient. God exists in and from himself. He is the reason for his own existence. He does not owe his existence to any other. He does not depend on anyone or anything to sustain his existence. He is the great I am, the self-sufficient one. God is the source of life. He is independent of all outside of himself. Amen. That's who he is. And he lives inside of you. Tonight, for our meditation, I just wanted to pick up one little uh, portion of scripture and just uh, read through it. Um, you know, uh, you know, we are in a season of Christmas and we're, uh, we are, uh, you know, celebrating the birth of Jesus. We are remembering his birth, uh, not so much the, 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 just the Christmas, but it's more about, you know, a time where we are, we are remembering Jesus and what he did for us 2000 years ago. So, uh, one little incident from the Bible that I want you to look tonight, um, is about Simeon. Um, uh, turn with me to Luke chapter two. Uh, tonight, that's our meditation, Luke 2 and from verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now, understanding the background, many of us know that for over 400 years, there was a silence over Israel. There was no prophetic word over the nation of Israel. Um, you know, after Malachi the prophet, there was a, a long time of silence. Okay, a long time of silence. And, uh, and uh, the only thing that people held on to were prophetic words spoken by prophets uh, 400, 500, 700 years earlier. Uh, who had prophesied about the Messiah, they knew that, but it wasn't a very active time. It was a, a little dormant time. Okay, sometimes, you know, we can be through uh, difficulties, challenges in our life. Sometimes we can be in a, in, a, in a situation where God is quiet. It's very important to understand that, that in those times, it's very important that we are we are really, really, really close to God. And why I say that today is because we are living in a time where there are many voices uh, over the church. You know, there's all kinds of prophecies and all kinds of things all over. And, and it's very important for us as God's children uh, that in the midst of all of that, uh, that we are very, very close to God. Personal walk with God, uh, let me say that to you, is bigger, greater, stronger than everything around you. Okay. Um, sometimes the deception can be that. You know, just because we go to church or we are we enjoy worship or we just listen to something on YouTube or something, you know, we can feel spiritual. Uh, but the question is very, very simple. Is the Lord speaking to us every day? Do we have a personal relationship with God? Um, is the Lord's voice alive over our lives every day? That's the most important. Not just our feelings and thoughts, uh, but the real voice of God over our lives. Is he leading us day after day? That's the most important and vital 
uh, question over our lives. Here you see Simeon, in the midst of all the, uh, all the years of silence, Simeon is having a personal walk with God. And in this personal walk with God, there are three things about the Holy Spirit that verse 25 and 26 says. Number one, the Holy Spirit was upon him. Okay, the Holy Spirit was upon Simeon. Um, uh, even though there was not a, a, a general prophetic voice over uh, uh, Israel, somebody is having a very personal, deep walk with God. Uh, let me tell you this evening, this deeper life is about encouraging you to have a deep walk with the Lord. So number one, the Holy Spirit was upon him. And then verse 26 says, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's voice. Meaning, there was a revelation over him. He had he clearly knew uh, that though there were many generations of people that had just died and gone, believing, thinking, hoping that the Messiah will come, and uh, you know, there's, there had always been a talk about the Messiah coming, uh, but many generations have died, many have gone over 400 years, uh, many people would have died. But in the midst of all of that voices of doubt and uncertainty and 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 uh, you know um, uh, ex expectancy uh, that was turning into failures. In the midst of all of that, here is a man who, upon whom was the spirit of God, upon whom was a clear revelation from God that he will not see death until he sees the Messiah. You know. So uh, again, let me say to you, um, it's very important that we don't. Um, you know, and we never come to a place in our lives where we say, okay, we know the Lord is coming back, but we, uh, you know, we, we, we have no idea. And there are people have been telling me from the time I was a little boy and little girl. And, you know, so, so I don't take it easily. I take it very, um, I, I take it very serious that, uh, that when I am with the Lord, then, you know, I will know exactly, uh, you know, I'd be stirred in my heart. I'd be able to hear the knock on the door. I prepare my life and keep my life in a place where I can walk with God. So that's important. The third thing about it, verse 27, the Bible says, So he came by the Spirit into the temple. Okay. So Simeon was led by the Holy Spirit. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God was upon him. He was under the revelation of the Holy Spirit, he walked by revelation. Number three, he was led by the Spirit of God. Um, amazingly, the Spirit of God led Simeon. Now, there was a prophetic word over him that he would see Christ. He was in a place in his life where the Spirit of God could fulfill what he had promised him. Again, the question tonight is, are we in a place with God where God can fulfill what he has promised us? God, we have a prophetic word over our lives. Many of us have prophecies over our lives. Many of us have words that God has spoken over our lives. But are we in a place with the Lord today where he can lead us to fulfill that prophetic word that he has spoken over our, our lives? Many times I ask myself the same question, uh, Lord, am I... Am I, do I keep myself in the place where whatever you have promised me will come to pass? 
sometimes you know we can uh, be caught up in this faith faith thing that you know okay it'll happen it'll happen faith is not um, uh, you know it's not uh, uh, it's not chance faith faith is not uh, uh, you know um, you know it's not just something that will just happen on its own faith you know whatever god has spoken to us by faith is very important that we walk in it you know uh, batimeus had faith in god but he got up from his place he shouted the woman had faith in god but she took the effort to run to touch the hem of his garment faith is action faith is not sitting and okay if it is god's will it will happen no faith is momentum faith is is a now faith what you believe you need to put it into practice okay so it's very important that faith is keeping ourselves in the place where god can fulfill what he promised he would do so all these three things we see and then the bible goes on to say so he came was 27 by the spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the christ jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law he took him up in his arms and blessed god saying lord now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word there needs to come a point in our life where we can come to that place with the lord where we can say to god lord now i can depart in peace knowing that you have fulfilled what you have spoken over my life let me tell you that's the most important part of our life there needs to come a place in our life where we have run our race well where we have kept our faith well where we have kept ourselves till the very end to the point that one day we can say to god lord now i can depart in peace knowing that you have fulfilled in me what you have promised that you would do in me there are many i want to tell you something there are many people in the world who have who come to a point in their lives where they they feel um in a way cheated they feel in a way unfulfilled they feel in a way that wow i had these words but it never happened i i had these prophetic words it never happened many times those many of those things are because there are times when god is telling us to give up something there are times god is telling us to change our ways there are times god is saying let go of these things but we want to hold them hold on to them sometimes we can come to a part in our lives where we are dissatisfied where we are we we feel you know wow i wish i had made the right decision i wish i had taken the step i wish i had done things in my life the right way i want to challenge you tonight if the lord is asking you to give up something give it up if the lord tells you to let go of something let go of it if there is an attitude in your life that is not right let go of it if there is something between you and your spouse and you know that that attitude is many times the problem between you and your spouse 
Throw it out. Let go of it. Let go of it. If there's something between your friend between friends, you know that there is a there is an issue that has been undealt with, that has not been been something that has that you had to deal with it, but you did not because you don't want to deal with it because you you feel you are right and and no, I will not deal with it because of the attitude. Let go of it because God wants each one of our lives eventually to come to a place like Simeon where we can say, God, now I can depart in peace. Now I know that what you have promised me, you have done in my life. You have done in my life. And then Simeon says something that is so, so powerful. Verse 30, 31, 32. For my eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes have seen your salvation. The greatest moment in our lives is when we see Jesus. It's not when we see anything else in our life. Be it money or power or position or, or whatever the world has to offer us. Let me say something to you tonight. The greatest encounter you can have in your life is with Jesus. The greatest moment you can have in your life is with the Lord. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. 1995, one night, the Lord walked into my bedroom. That was the greatest moment of my life. I knew Jesus, washed by the blood of Jesus. I was filled with the Holy Spirit, everything. But there was a, this time in my life where I was so hungry for God. I was willing to lose anything. I came to that point in my life. I said to God, Lord, I'm willing to lose everything. Everything in my life I'm willing to let go for the sake of who you are. Because I knew there was a point in my life I had to take a choice between God or the, or the pleasures of my own life or the, or the desires of my own life. And I, It was not easy, but I came to that point. There was a season I was fasting and praying and, and you know, I, it was a crazy season. I told myself many times, Lord, I have been a fool for many things. I've been a fool after music. I, you know, I used to put two huge speakers over my ears and play, uh, you know, Beatles and ABBA and Boniam and uh, Bee Gees and Simon Garfunkel and all that, you know. And, and I used to have a lyrics book over my head and, and sing the songs. I wanted the lyrics to get into my head. I was, I was crazy. There was a time that I was crazy. After music, I had to let it go. I remember one night, one morning, I carried cassettes and I burnt them outside the house. Everything. But one night in 1995, the Lord came into my room. I still remember falling, rolling off my bed on the floor and crying out to God and saying, Lord, depart from me. Leave me, leave me. I'm a sinner. Leave me, leave me. The whole atmosphere in the room changed. Encounter with God. When Simeon lifted Jesus in his hands, that was the greatest moment of his life. The greatest moment of a prophet's life is when the word of the Lord comes to you and you know the voice of God. And you have heard the voice of God. 
when you had a visitation from God, that's the greatest moment of your life. Moment of your life. Because that will keep you with the Lord. You cannot walk away from Him. You cannot, cannot walk away from Him. First thing. And He said, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the earth. And then He begins to declare, a light, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. A light, what they carried was, he understood it was a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. He, 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 he knew, you know, he knew that salvation for, was for the Jews. He knew the Messiah was coming for the Jews. but. Probably in deep in his heart, there was always this longing. What about the hundreds and thousands of the Gentiles around the world? What about them, Lord? What about them? He knew deep in his heart that there was a prophetic word for the Gentiles, just for you and me. And then he declares when he carried them, light, light, light to bring a revelation. Open the eyes of the Gentiles. Open the eyes of the Gentiles. Every epistle that Paul wrote, he wrote again and again and again and again and again how Jesus brings the revelation of the truth. Everything is about Christ revealing the truth of who he is. I want you to know this, this evening that Christ, who is Lord of your life, he is Lord over your life because he wants to reveal himself to you. Not the way we want to see it, but the way he is. Not only as a healer and a deliverer and a one who saves people, but also as a helper, also as the one who makes things right in, your, in our lives, as, even as the one who corrects us, instructs us, teaches us, equips us, fills us with himself and brings us to where he wants us to be every area of our lives. Every area. Every area. Isaiah 42, 6 and verse 7. Let me just quickly read it to you. Isaiah 42, verses 6 and Just give me five minutes, I'll be done. 42, 6 and 7. Speaking about Jesus, the Bible says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will give you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. Amen. That's the secret of Christ. That's the secret. There cannot be a dark area in our lives. There cannot be. There simply cannot be a dark area in our life. There cannot be 99 places of light and one place of darkness. I want to encourage you tonight. Give Him everything. Habits, thought life, desires, passions, hidden Things that nobody knows. Give it to him. Let him let him have his way. 
Let him come into those areas because that is who he is. You know why? Because when he comes, when he comes, the prison will open. Will open, my friend. We don't need to do anything. You, we don't need to. We don't need to follow something so that we can come out of the prison door. The light comes in. The prison door will automatically open. Chains will be broken. Demons will run. Habitual sins, those habits will be broken. Areas where there are weaknesses in our lives will be turned. Those, those areas that the enemy constantly uses, sometimes it's not even big, big things. It can be just an attitude that you've held on for years and years and years and years. Sometimes it can be just the issue of anger. Maybe, the, may, maybe sometimes it's just, you know, the way we snap. Sometimes, you know, just like that, we can say something, you know, and snap at someone. Maybe that's like a trump card that we use so that we can be in control. Let it go. Let it go. Sometimes that's the trump card we use. Sometimes we know what exactly to say to our husband and our wife so that they will stop, so that it'll be over. You know, we can, we can have this satisfaction that I had the last word in this conversation. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. The Bible says in verse 33, And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simon blessed them. And said to Mary, his mother, Behold, the child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. What will this Jesus be? It was given to, it was given to her that, Behold, the child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel. That's who Jesus is. He will be a plus to some. He will be a minus to some. Peter repented. Judas despaired. One of the thieves, thieves blasphemed. The other one believed. Same Jesus. Same Jesus. He's like a magnet that draws some to him, that repels some away from him. 1 Peter 2 says that we come to him as a living stone from verse 4 to be built as a spiritual house, verse 5. And the Bible says in verse 7, Therefore to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. A stone of stumbling. To some people, this Jesus will be a stone that will make them stumble. Stumble. If there is something inside of us that is not dealt with, we will keep stumbling. You know why? Because he, he you know, because he is the light. Darkness will make you stumble at the light. That's the truth. That is the truth. Sometimes we, we stumble and stumble and fall. It's not because 
that is something bad. It's, it's because the light and darkness cannot go together. Rise and fall of many. Finally, yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts, the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. You know, when Jesus comes, what is hidden will be revealed. Two things. Simon prophesied and said to Mary, a sword will will pierce through your own soul. Your heart will break. There will come a time your heart will break. She was a broken woman. She had many children, but it was different with Jesus. She saw how people accepted him, how people rejected him, how they beat him, marred him, broke him, hung him on the cross. A pierce, a sword will pierce into your heart. And that, and that work of Jesus on the cross will expose the thoughts of many hearts. Let me just read two scriptures before I pray. One is Luke chapter 8 and in verse 17. Jesus said, For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Nothing. Nothing. If we don't deal with some things, one day they will be exposed. One day it will come. It will find us. Light exposes hidden things. That's the, that's the truth, whether we like it or not. One day our anger becomes our hindrance. One day our attitude becomes our hindrance. One day that one area that was not dealt in us will become the very thing that will pull us down. It will pull us down. Finally, one scripture before I pray. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verses 9 to 11. Let me just read it before I pray. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 9 to 11. Therefore we make it our aim, Paul writes, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Watch the word body. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are well known to God and I also trust we are well known in your conscience. He says, understanding the terror of the Lord. He says, everything I do in my life, one day I need to stand before the Lord. Amen. Simeon, can you see it's just amazing that one man in the midst of everything walked with God, filled with the Holy Spirit, being led by the Spirit, you know, was, was exactly what God wanted him, to, wanted him to be. Spoke the words by the Spirit of God, declaring who Jesus will be and how generations after him will be. Tonight, would you close your eyes with me for one moment? And there is an area in our lives that need to be surrendered. Let's just surrender to God. You know, God is not, God is not condemning us, but God convicts us. Sometimes it's hard 
Sometimes it can be challenging. The Bible says, that we may be, in, in Hebrews 13, the Bible says, no chastisement seems to be joyful at the present, but afterward it yielded the peaceable fruit of the Holy Spirit to those who have been trained by it. So Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, to thank you that, Lord, through the life of Simeon, as so many things we have seen and understood. Thank you tonight, Lord, that you are a self-existent, all-powerful, almighty God who lives inside of us. Thank you, Lord, that there can be no area in our lives that the enemy can use as a key to turn so that he can have his way whenever he wants. But tonight, Lord, we surrender our lives to you 100%. Everything in us we give to you. We ask that you will have your way in us. Thank you for deeper life. Thank you that we could come together week after week and uh, just spend some time together, Lord, also hearing your words so that we can walk with you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your precious hand. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. Thank you for coming into this world 2,000 years ago. And thank you for who you are in us today as an all-sufficient one. We love you. We worship you. For those who need a miracle tonight, we pray that your mighty hand will touch them, heal them, deliver them. Father, I pray tonight, Lord, uh, prison doors will be open. Tonight, I pray sicknesses will disappear. Tonight, I pray situations in our homes, uh, Lord, th that which is not of you will, will go away. Father, I pray that you mend broken hearts and that, Lord, you would build our lives, build our marriages, build our relationships, one with another and with you. Lord, we thank you that you're a God of encounters. Visit us, visit us again and again and again and again that we will walk with you. We love you, worship you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.